surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The Gamezilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock the Dino 9, Gamezilla. Welcome to the Games of Old Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Gamezilla Media Studios, Butterboy! Man, two weeks in a row, y'all. I'm making blo- it happen. Blowing up my spot. I'm making it happen. It's, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that the nickname isn't going to catch on. Butterboy, 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 Butterboy. I can't fully embrace it until it's my until it's my Xbox gamer name or whatever. I talked to my wife about this. You were, you were here. You were here. We, we were in the studio working, yeah. and and I'm like, hey, uh, so I, I kind of created this this whole thing that if we get Deadeye a Xbox Series X system, he his gamer tag will have to be Butterboy. And she goes, I'm in on that. Let's start, let's start a GoFundMe, basically. Yeah, she was like, let's crowdsource <laughs> let's it. I'm crowdsource like, oh, jeez. I thought I was making a safe bet last week on the show when you're like, yeah, okay, well, what if we buy you an Xbox Series X? Would you be Butterboy then? And I'm like, that's not going to happen, so yes, I will. Yeah, I think uh, by it's now... It's a year out. They'll forget about Butterboy. Uh-uh. I think, I think by now you know that if I want something to happen, I, I make it happen. So, and clearly with my wife on board because she wants it to happen now, it's you're doomed. It's it's a done deal. She is an unstoppable force. You might as force. well lock the gamer tag in now. All right. Anyways, welcome to episode 292 of the Gamezilla podcast. Brought to you by our supporters uh, at Lando Lakes Butter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media. Uh, go, go to our Patreon and start your patronage today. It would mean a lot to us because doing a podcast ain't free. So every dollar you give us goes to uh, keeping these wonderful lights on here at the Gamezilla Media Studios. And Patreon starts as low as $1 per month. And uh, you get some exclusive benefits, but really... The cream of the crop, if we're talking about plant-based butter substitutes, like I can't believe it's not butter, which is corn-based, <laughs> would be that $5 tier, five coins, and that is the exclusive access level that gives you uh, shows that aren't available to anyone else anywhere on the internet. Uh, every show on the Games Little Media Network, as shown behind me on the green screen, but I'm talking about Legend or Retro, Last Action Podcast, Noobs and Dragons, Noiseland of Arcade, and of course, the Games Little Podcast. We put exclusive podcasts up there that you can't get on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, anywhere else. So if you're a fan of any of those shows, you get bonus information. You get extra shows there. So go to the patreon.com slash Games Little Media and start your patronage today. All right, well, we got some uh, news topics for you this week, and we need to get right into it because we're running super late. So without further ado, I'm going to let uh, gonna let Dada get this ready. One, two, three, four, five. Yep, 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 we're good. There we go, the news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. What about this monster story of yours? Download. Topic number one. Ninja, famous streamer, launches his own shoe with Adidas. And I should—I said launches, but announces his own shoe with Adidas. It is not quite out yet. But uh, coming out at the end of this month, December 31st, Ninja's first Adidas sneaker uh, will be... It'll be real. You can go wear them. You can go get them and wear them and, and enjoy them. And probably what we're going to talk about here is be bullied. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, God. bringing a throwback track into the show. Yes, Ninja Shoes. Shoes. Ninja Shoes. Shoes. Ninja Shoes. Shoes. 
ninja oh shoes. <laughs> 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 yeah, we didn't plan that, believe it or not. Yeah, we were just riffing. That was Woo. comedy gold. All right, anyways, um, Ninja and Adidas <laughs> have announced their first sneaker together, a ninja-themed night uh, jogger shoe, which you'll be able to buy starting December 31st. The shoe is pretty recognizable as Ninja's merch with lots of his brand signature blue and yellow, the Ninja logo on the inside of the left shoe, and time in the catchphrase for the partnership on the inside of the right shoe. Adidas iconic stripes are on the outside of both shoes, and uh, yeah, the shoes will go on sale at 7 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, December 31st. According to listings on the shoes on Adidas's website right now, adult sizes will cost $150, while youth sizes will cost $120. Uh, Ninja and Adidas multi-year partnership was first announced in late August, uh, but at that time there wasn't any Ninja-themed apparel to actually buy. Ninja hasn't been shy about representing the brand, though. He regularly wears Adidas gear while streaming. He even wore an Adidas sweatshirt in his video announcing his move from Twitch to Mixer, which uh, was posted uh, weeks before the Adidas deal was public. So, Ninja's manager and wife... Uh, said that the part of the reason why Ninja moved uh, to, to uh, Twitch to Mixer was that Twitch was proposing a new contract that would have limited how he could grow his brand outside of gaming. Since making that switch to Mixer, Ninja has cut deals like the one with Adidas, uh, appearing as a contestant on The Masked Singer, and even landing a small role in Ryan Reynolds' upcoming Free Guy. Don't know. I didn't know that, actually. I didn't know that. That's I also cool. didn't know he was on The Masked Singer. The Masked Singer. There you go. You got it. Uh, that I did know. So. <laughs> Those are hard words, man. Masked Singer. You say it. Masked Singer. Now say it faster. Masked Singer. See? Masked Singer? <laughs> you, you lost the K, same as I did. Yeah, whatever. It's when hard, the man. partnership with Ninja was first announced, Adidas said that the deal might lead to products in either the physical or virtual world, so those shoes are likely only the first of more apparel to come. Adidas isn't the only athletic brand partnering with gaming brands. Uh, Nike has been making jerseys for the League of Legends uh, China League, um, which was announced earlier, or a couple like a month ago, So, and they look horrible. So Really? Yeah, yeah, Nike has not done a good... They look like... Um, like 1990s soccer kits. Yeah, look them up. They're really bad. Anyways, let's let's focus on Ninja here while uh, while Deadite looks this up for his own his own uh, pleasure. So these shoes, first of all, they don't look bad. Okay, they're they're, they're not going to be everybody's shoe. I know Mickey said already not his style, but they don't they're not like overdone, right? Like you think of an esports shoe, aren't those terrible? Uh, they're, they they got awful. It it definitely feels like Nike, who is the best at creating unique and exciting looks in the world of sporting wear, really missed the mark on understanding what's exciting to gamers. <laughs> yeah. If you told me this was these were just the new standard ML, MLS soccer yeah. jerseys, I'd be like, oh, okay, they're yeah. they're fine, but exactly. they're definitely bad. missed the mark as far Anyways, as esports. Ninja Adidas, we're we're, we're sliding here. These shoes, uh, they look cool. They, they they aren't they aren't over the top. I know I know we talked about this a little bit when they first got announced, mm -hmm. and um, I think the time in thing when you when you understand what Ninja is about and what and how he's kind of built out this whole time in um, catchphrase, and on the back of the shoe there's a, there's twenty k for twenty thousand hours that he streamed before he actually blew up, mm -hmm. and so and this is to hit. I haven't seen the analytics, but to, they explained it. If you look at Ninja's streaming and you look at his his popularity, it was twenty thousand hours in that you actually saw him explode onto that whole like Fortnite scene and just become the uh, you know the, the the streamer that he is today. Yeah. So. Uh, but time in isn't tied to gaming, as he explains. It's tied into anything, anything that you're passionate about, any dream that you have, any goal that you're trying to reach. It's time in. It's putting the time in to achieve something, and you know, and getting to it, and working hard. And so, it's a good message. And I like Ninja as a streamer. I like his his, you know, his presence in our industry. But there's one big problem. He's become, and I think I talked about this uh, a while back, he's become an image that is a joke in a way to the industry as well. To these gamers out there that look at Ninja as a sellout, that look at him as this—he's too big, that he's not who he's not—he's not what he used to be, and or he's not the best in the world anymore, and things like that. And so he has become Tony Hawk, 
in yeah. my opinion. He has become Tony Hawk in the sense that Tony Hawk did things for skateboarding and pushed the whole industry, pushed the whole sport to levels that we had never seen before. And then all of a sudden you could buy Tony Hawk apparel at Kohl's. And you can rock. Dude, I, I bought Tony Hawk stuff at Payless Shoes. I have yeah. Tony Hawk boots. For- <laughs> exactly. You could rock. They were called Hawk shoes. Yeah. You could have all this Tony Hawk gear and Birdhouse gear, right? That was that was his mm-hmm. brand, Birdhouse. Mm-hmm. And so, but the problem that what happened with Tony Hawk was that when he got that big, when you, you know, a kid would be rocking some Tony Hawk stuff, he'd get picked on by the kids that were like, you know, true skaters. Hardcore, Give me the element. Give me the etnies. Hardcore. Yeah. yeah. And so we're watch we're wit- we're witnessing the same thing happen here with Ninja where these kids are buying into Ninja apparel. You know, you can get a lot of cool like cool stuff from Target and stuff like that now where they carry Ninja gear and kids will wear it and get bullied. They'll actually get bullied because they're wearing Ninja gear. So now you can already go these shoes aren't even available yet and you can already go onto like the Adidas forums or some of the or even like Ninja's like uh, social media posts and you can look at the comments and go the the hate the hate and the trolls and everything that's going on it's just like <sighs> hate bullying you know these things no one's going to wear them unless they want to get picked on and much worse words that I'm not going to repeat on this show right now but like it's just unreal you can't even get these shoes yet and all the hate that's just flowing around them is sad because in all reality Ninja made this big, and I get it. He's Ninja. He's making millions. It, it, it's it's publicity. It's marketing. But he sat there and goes, "This is the first esports shoe. This is the first streamer to ever have a shoe. Like I have a shoe, just like you know, a professional athlete has a shoe. Mm-hmm. Like that's big for the industry. It's big for upcoming streamers. The next person, the person after Ninja, that that starts to grow a brand like he has, you know, and and he's pa- he is paving a way for others to follow. That's what he's doing. And on top of that, he's sh- he's showing the world that these gamers and this esports and this streaming world is in fact a viable world that you should pay attention to and you should respect and instead the gamers that live within this world are ripping it down and that's what i don't think people realize like you sit here and you create this hate and you create this you you create this fear that a kid might want these shoes and won't get them because they're afraid to be picked on and even though they want the shoe and in all reality, all you're doing is hurting the industry. You're hurting the world that you love. You're hurting the world that you spend time in. And that, to me, is the, the where we as gamers and we as, as an industry and a, gr- a group of just people don't get it. We just don't get it. And, you know, um, just recently he, he posted a just a, an IRL, a real kind of out-of-the-blue two-minute video of him talking about, hey, if you're mad at a game, like, think about what you're doing. It's one thing to be in-game streaming. You die, and you're like, man, fuck this game. It's the worst. Like, that's you just you. It's that's rage, rage culture. That's you in the game, whatever. It's a whole other thing for someone to sit there and say, man, fuck this game. And then you go over to Twitter, and you post all this hate about this game with no true context. And then you just, all you do is you kill the game. You, you, more people, are, this was his statement, more people aren't going to come play the game because you're shitting on it. More, you know, more people aren't going to come watch you because you're shitting on it. Like, in all reality, you're hurting yourself, you're hurting the game, you're hurting the industry. Like, think about what you're posting. Think about being constructive feedback versus just being negative rage culture that we're so used to. And this is also just revolving around your shoes right now. I mean, they're shoes, for God's sakes. And I think they're cool. But I think it's super shitty that you know, people are already, fe- like, I don't want to say fear. They're already considering not making a purchase that they wanted to per- that they wanted because of others and because of just this shitty culture that we live in right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a case of gatekeeping. It's a case of yeah. people trying to say, like, he's, you know, he's not a legit streamer anymore because he's a sellout. Because he's successful, it's it's people that are jealous and haters. It's like, I don't watch Ninja. I've never watched a stream of Ninja. But to see someone who is passionate about video games and seems to be a really solid dude yeah. being successful, I'm not hating on someone else for being successful. If I saw a kid wearing Ninja shoes, I don't care. I'm not like a fan of Ninja. But you know what? 
I bet that kid who bought those shoes is really excited about it. So I would probably ask that kid, hey, man, when'd you get your ninja shoe? You know, like, but I'm not a mean person like that. I'm only mean to my friends. Well, it's not so- only that. <laughs> it's not only that, but it's it's that same idea that how many times have you seen a pair of shoes, right? That let's just say basketball shoes. Okay. And and it sparks a conversation. There are, there, are, there are a pair of Jordans, there are a pair of LeBrons, there are a pair of whatever, right? And so someone ends up talking about basketball because of the shoes, right? It creates it creates interaction. It yeah. create oh, you're a basketball fan, so am I. You know, like I hate LeBron, but but I but those are some cool looking shoes. Whatever the conversation is. But it that's the same thing that could be happening here. Someone's rocking ninjas, you go, oh, this guy's a gamer. I wonder if he plays Fortnite. You know, I wonder, I want, like, what are you into? Like, it, it it sparks things. I'm not saying you need a pair of shoes in order to, end up, in, to create conversation. But in this world where, like, it's harder than ever to, like, f- form bonds with people in real life versus, like, just being invisible over over a microphone and, and sp- this spraying any type of hate you want over, over the Internet, um, this is just something that, like, is stupid. Like, if you want to wear these or not, I, I don't I don't get it. Like, I wear, I, I, I want to wear Star Wars Adidas shoes. Like, they just released these Star Wars shoes that are Adidas, that are, are uh, by Adidas and they're, and they're themed. So it's like black and green for Yoda, black and red for Vader. And, like, they look cool to me. Yeah. But, like, if I wore them and someone was like, oh, my God, are you wearing the Star Wars themed shoes? I'd be like, yeah, what what is it to you? Like, I, I didn't buy these for you. Correct. I wear these because I want to wear them because they speak. To, they speak of what I am and what I care about and what I like. So, like, if you're thinking about this and you're thinking about these shoes or you think about going out and buying whatever, do it for you and don't don't worry about what other people think. And if they're gonna sit there and bully you, here's the thing: just just let it roll off the back because that's that's what matters. It's the second that you care. It's the second that it affects you that these people win. And then and that's why they keep doing it because they know they got you. So don't let them. I mean, look at us. Clearly neither of us care what other people think about how we look. Like like we I, both I'm right, yeah. <laughs> We're both dressed like borderline homeless nerds. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I walk. I'm a giant fucking billboard every day. I'm walking around with an Xbox logo on my chest, a Mixer logo on my head, like my own logo on my chest as well. Like I don't care. Either I like the way I look or I don't. And if you don't, guess what? You don't have to look at me. So there you go. Like that's it. And it's okay. Buy the shoes. Support support the streamer you care about. Support the gamer you care about. And and if it motivates you, let it motivate you. But don't let these other people just shake it up. This is it's garbage. It's garbage and sad that's happening. I've always thought that people that tear down things that other people like just to be malicious, it says way more about them than it does about you. True. You know? No, absolutely. So. Absolutely. But, you know, it, like, look at these shoes. I'm never going to buy them. They're not my style. But like we talked about at the beginning of this conversation, he is setting a trend. He's doing big things for the world of gaming. And it was cool to see someone who, okay, I'm not LeBron James. I'm not Tom Brady. I'm not... I am so far from a pro athlete, I'm much closer to being ninja. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's cool to see someone who's who enjoys the same things I enjoy being successful and yeah. has his own shoe. But there could be that streamer down the road or that esports player or whatever down the road that, that does impact you. And because of this avenue being created and, and these contracts starting to form and this industry starting to become professional, starting to grow up... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you might end up with a pair of shoes one day, and realistically, it's because of this shoe. Absolutely. And so, like that's that's how I look at it. Like I didn't I didn't go out and buy like the first pair of Jordans or the fifth pair of Jordans or the hundredth pair of Jordans, but I did end up buying a pair of shoes that were was tied to a player. And when you look back at at the series of what happened, you there's somebody to thank for that. Ninja's paving that way, and so people will hate him for it because he's a sellout or whatever. But at the same time, you need to understand that of what he's creating for others. And he comes out and says it. He talks about it. So, I don't know. It is what it is. Um, I think I think the shoes are, are decent looking. You know, they, they are bright. They are, they are going to be um, for specific people. But overall, like, if you want them, get them. And don't let other people impact you. Because that's just not, not, not good. It's not good. It's not healthy. All right. Nice jacket sellout. 
That's right. <laughs> let people enjoy things. This is yeah, exactly. Let people enjoy things. No, nah, it's clean. It's a clean coat. It's a clean it's coat. It's a clean coat. I like. You it can't a lot. see the inside, which is super dope. But it's, there's a lot of green in there, so you can't see it because it's all green screened out right now. But, but in all reality, like that is and he's joking, right? But like that is the what you would expect. Because if you went back to this podcast and you listened to me talk about video games, I don't know. Let's just say a year ago. I was I was anti Xbox like I didn't talk about Xbox and now I'm all in right but it's because I got to ex- like for me I can sit back and and explain to you what happened where the shift was what caused it and now why I want to Phil support Spencer it. send him that coat it's and, autographed and that's why, all it took and why I want to support it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah dude wouldn't that be cool if Phil sent you that coat man. I don't know if I'd wear it though. That's yeah. a, if I got, yeah, man. I'm gonna what, mail you. I'm gonna that. mail you a similar coat happen, with though. a forged Phil Spencer autograph. Do it. <laughs> Do it. But it's really just gonna be like a. Scribble. I'm gonna like hand try to like stitch an Xbox logo into it, so it's gonna be all crooked and bad. And then it yeah. will it will clearly be like a old Kroger jacket I bought at the thrift store. <laughs> You can see where the embroidered logo that said Kroger used to be. I'll wear it. <laughs> Signed, still pimper. All right, let's move on to our next topic here. Sony is getting into the pro controller industry. Well, I mean, sort of. Okay, let's let's not let's get ahead of ourselves. In the most Sony way possible. In the most Sony way possible, <laughs> Sony's new back button attachment brings customizable paddles to the DualShock 4. Uh, just like the Xbox Elite Controller's best features comes to the PS4 for only $30. Super reasonable. Very reasonable. When when I first saw this, I said, man, this thing's going to be $50, $60 bucks at, at, at the lowest, especially when they're like talking about OLED screens on it and all sorts of weird stuff. So uh, Sony has announced a new accessory that adds two customizable back paddle buttons to the DualShock 4 controller. It is called the back button attachment. Good job, Sony. Good job. So wait, wait, whoa, Straight whoa. To the point. Whoa, this is the company that released the PlayStation, the PlayStation 2, the PlayStation 3, the PlayStation 4. They're going to release the PlayStation 5. They released the PlayStation VR, uh the PlayStation Portable. The only thing that was remotely creative was the Vita. Yeah. So the back button <laughs> attachment. PlayStation is not known for their creativity when it comes to naming things. It features a crisp OLED display crisp. and a dedicated button that allows you to quickly remap controls on the fly without having to jump into a menu within the PS4, which is that is very nice. Um, that is something the Elite uh, does not do. Uh, the Sony says that it can store up to three unique control schemes at a time and that it works with all games, including PlayStation VR titles. Uh, the exp- the accessory will debut in the U.S. January 23rd for a reasonable 30 bucks, um, which, comparing it to, say, the uh, Xbox Elite Series 2 controller, uh, that's $180. So, yeah, this is kind of cool. This is cool for, for that reason of the buy-in to try what a pro controller, you know, would feel like is low. So you can try this, and if it's something you like and you want more, then you can start looking at like a scuff or or whatever or, or an astro. It's more C40. a dead eye price range. Yeah, it, it's it, like thirty bucks to you know add paddles to try Rocket League with paddles. Uh, okay, you kind of have my attention. Where I'm I'm not the guy that's probably ever going to buy anything more than a sixty dollar controller. You know, like yeah. I was like, this is crazy when I bought my Switch Pro controller at seventy dollars. Like I'm I'm never going to be a hundred and eighty dollar controller buyer. Yeah. But a thirty dollar, of course, it's Sony, so it's a peripheral that they add on to things. But it's super smart yeah. because the buy-in's so low. You you're this is an attachment that you could get people to try that would never like you said, would never buy a pro controller. So Sony's solution is clever because it works with any DualShock 4 controller. So it yeah. also allows you to say, I want to use my Spider Man controller i can i want to use my star wars controller i can like that's that's cool like i mean my elite controller now that i have one that is properly working i love it third time's a charm right third time's a charm <laughs> Stupid. But, <laughs> for real but um you know i have thought about that idea when i was playing playstations like i have all these cool controllers i have my gray classic with the with the rainbow um playstation logo on it like but my cinch controller was the but- was the controller that had the buttons on it, mm-hmm. so like I had to use it. Here I can swap this thing out. My controller starts to act a little funky. I pull the adapter off. I buy a new controller. Slap the adapter on. I'm still going. Well, you know the real reason they had to do this, right? Why is that? 
Well, because if you sold a premium controller, it would still be dead in 45 minutes of playing games, and you have to no, charge 20, it again. 25 minutes because they use the same battery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's now draining even yeah. faster, yeah. so this way you can switch through your controllers more yeah. quickly. Yeah, that OLED screen is going to be drawing a lot of power. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the accessory plugs into the port on the bottom of the controller and is powered by the uh, it is powered by the controller and allows for audio pass through via its 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. So if you don't remember, there was a little like um, slot plug on the uh, mm-hmm. PlayStation controller that not a whole lot has ever used, but it's there and it looks like they're going to be uh, utilizing it. But the thing is, is can I use my keyboard and my paddles? Probably not. No, probably not. I always wanted one of those keyboards. You know, the the big the the interesting piece here that and we discussed this in the Discord a little bit, um, but is that Sony is uh, releasing this accessory so late in the PS4 lifecycle, uh, given that the PS5 is rumored to hit shelves uh, in the holiday of 2020. So this is either, and this is an experiment. Is my was my my thought. They want to see how this sells. They want to see the the reception they get from it, and because. I think they're going to. I think it's going to sell well, first of all, and I think it's going to motivate them to do more in the in the PS5 generation. I think we'll still see an attachment for that low end buy in, and then I think this could lead finally to Sony saying we need to have a pro level controller, because even even with my experience that I've had with my Elite Series Two. And and BMC has had the problem, and a few of our other friends have have expressed like some issues. They're still sold out. You can't like they're still. You have to sit there. Like I've had to wait. Each one of my exchanges, I've had to wait for new stock to come in because they sell out as soon as they get in because people want them. Yeah. So there's there's demand for this, and the, uh, clearly there's demand because we just talked about in one of our in one of our Patreon uh, exclusive shows, Corsair buying Scuff Gaming. Yeah. So, I mean, right now, I think pro controllers and the evolution of the controller and how to make someone a little bit faster, possibly a little bit better at a game, is becoming more and more, like, important. And part of that is people are watching streamers. People are watching the best of the best play, and they're trying to mimic. They're trying to get better. They want whatever they feel can give them that edge. Well, I think a lot of it, the controller itself hasn't really changed in 20 years yeah it's been it's been a more than 20 years 25 years the you know we had the dual shock original dual shock come out and then basically everything after that has been modeled after the dual shock yeah so games are very different than they were 25 years ago and the the need for utilizing your fingertips that are on the bottom of the controller it makes sense that you know, with with the way games function, and your needs as a player have changed, and this is an addition that it, we're seeing we we saw become valuable in the this generation that we're currently in. Yeah, and so to clarify too, because people are like, "Wow, it's only thirty bucks," and and an elite controller is one hundred and eighty. There's there's a lot more that the elite does, yeah. and there's a lot more that say a scuff controller can would do in the sense of like trigger stops. You're not getting those unless you're buying some sort of little adapter that snaps onto the controller. Um, uh, interchangeable joystick tops, um, which you're not getting unless you jump and buy some control freaks or something like that. Um, or you mod your controller like I did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can mod it. So there's a lot of things that, that this adapter doesn't do. But, I mean, again, the one of the most important things is a button on the bottom of the controller so that you can keep your right thumb on the joystick. That's bottom line what it is. You want to jump while you're still using – while you're still aiming. And you want to reload – you know, while while you're still sprinting and looking around, like it's things like that that make that that split second where you don't where you have to take your thumb off that joystick that you don't have to. So it is a really valuable piece for thirty dollars to try, and I think it's going to bring a lot of people in that maybe sat back and was like, "Why would I ever buy a two hundred dollar controller? Why why do you waste so much money on a scuff?" And then they're gonna try this and be like, "Oh, this is really cool," mm-hmm. and this. This device might be enough for them, or it could push them into becoming a pro controller owner. What I wonder, and I, I'm sure I'm wrong, but I want to be optimistic that what if this is compatible with the DualShock Five? What if they're releasing this accessory? It, it, it it's not a move Sony would make, but wouldn't it be cool if we buy one of these next month and then 
they announce, you know, in at E you know E three time or PlayStation experience or whenever they're gonna really show off the next PlayStation to say, oh by the way, that little addition we rolled out, well it's gonna it's gonna work with you can clip it to the bottom of the DualShock five. I mean again, thirty bucks now the value is even better. Yeah. So I mean yeah, it you know it would be it would make sense for them to do it with such a late release on this, but at the same time I was out shopping today, and I can tell you that uh, people were still buying PS fours like like like. Like wildfire, they were just box after box. People buying PS4, so I mean, yeah, it's an accessory that's going to sell because their their systems are still moving, and they're going to uh, you know up until the PS5 really has uh, an image and and constant news dropping, which you know we don't have really for any of the systems quite yet. Xbox being um, you know obviously out first, but still we don't know a lot about it. So. Anyways, uh, let us know what you think about this adapter. Let us know pro controllers. Have you had experience with it? Is it something that you're interested in because of this this low ceiling? You uh, you want to give it a try? You talk with us in the Discord. Go to gameslowmedia.com. Right out right on the homepage, you'll find that community tab. Join the Discord. It's free. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. That's what we're doing. We're not hanging out here on the podcast. That's true. All right. Um, let's move into our last topic. Respawn has been making some uh, making some noise here. They have officially launching an Apex Legends eSport tournament with $3 million in prizes. It's a lot of money. So we were waiting to finally hear what how this was going to uh, how this was going to play out more, and we've been waiting for a- Apex Legends came out and they were it had fire right. They had spent a ton of money to lock down some of the top streamers in the world. They really pushed this game, and then it just kind of like tapered off. We were waiting for the pro scene to just explode. We were waiting for all this stuff to happen, and it just didn't. And so. Now, now response finally coming out, and uh, they're borrowing the uh, from Epic Games Fortnite uh, designing in the as far as how the esports tournament's going to work. So today, um, Respawn announced their new global esports tournament series for its battle royale shooter Apex Legends, the first official tournament for the game since its launch in February of this year. Doesn't Apex feel like it's been out longer than that? I keep thinking, I'm like, damn, that came out this year. Yeah, it, no, it feels like it, it was last winter. Like. I, I remember it. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, but again, I played it like five times the week it came out, and I haven't opened the game since. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's being called the Apex Legends Global Series. The tournament will feature twelve live events around the world that are produced either by Respawn and its parent company Electronic Arts, or by the tournament event production partners PGL and GLL. The prize pool will total three million dollars, with a one million dollar prize pool specifically for the Apex Legends Global Series Championship held at the end of the circuit. Um, so Apex Legends is one of the most impactful launches in video game history, and it possesses immense uh, esports potential, says John Nelson, Res- um, Respawn's new Apex Legends competitive gaming commissioner. Uh, he went on to say, though close communication with our community, we've built an accessible Apex Legends ecosystem where any player can become a potential star while the world watches our unique entertaining take on Battle Royale esports. Following the footsteps of Epic Games, Fortnite Respawn will allow any player from a list of 60 countries around the world to participate in the tournament, and not just those who are already members of official esports teams. The company will do this through online qualifiers, the first of which starts January 25th, 2020. Super cool. Like, like they said, same thing that Fortnite's doing that has even drawn me uh, and Owl Zero in to be like, hey, we're going to get our asses kicked, but let's just go into this thing and see what it's all about. Yeah. And so you know, it's cool that you can you can try it, and uh, and and see see where you end up. But it was wild. I, we looked into uh, Winter Royale just went just happened uh, in Fortnite, and like fifteen hundredth place still took four hundred dollars home. Whoa! <laughs> I was like, hmm, maybe we should try these more often. Maybe That's just get crazy. lucky one time. You know? Yeah. It was nuts though. And top spot took home something like this was a smaller event, so top spot took home something like eight thousand dollars. So and this was duos, so that was four grand a piece. Yeah, that's bad. That's big time. Yeah. So plenty of money just to sit there and play the game that you're already playing, and you can do it right from your home. So it's super cool. <laughs> um, was I'm sorry, his name was John, right? Yeah. Then he goes on to say that uh, the competition is at the heart of Apex Legends uh, respawn head. 
uh, Vince Zampella said in a statement, we expect the esports will play a big role in the future of Apex Legends, and it all starts here with the Apex Legends Global Series. We look forward to seeing who out of our millions of players will become the true legends of the arena. So this is cool news. I don't think it's anything that we got to spend a ton of time breaking down, but we were wondering when it was going to happen, and, and finally they've, uh, they've brought it out. To me, I guess I, I keep saying finally, and now that I think about that the game came out th this past February, like actually this is pretty impressive that they were managed to do this in 10 months. They launched a game, and they built an environment. They went through multiple seasons yeah. with a community to try to hash things out and get things cleaned up, and then they said, okay, we're ready. Here's the pro scene. It's actually a, it's a good turnaround time. and Yeah, 10 months. A good prize pool. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people that maybe aren't Fortnite fans but are in that battle royale scene, something, they, they want something slightly different, that this is going to have traction. This is going to, it's going to go over well. The, the big question will be how, from a viewer standpoint, how does it work? Is it going to be more Overwatch style where I just can't do this? I can't watch it. It's mm -hmm. too, it's too, just too much of a mess. Or because it's battle royale and because it has some similar structure is it going to be more of that Fortnite thing where I can get into watching a team that I care about and being like, wow, this is this is fun to watch them go through this, you know, this gauntlet, uh, similar to like League of Legends or something like that. So Yeah, I like I like the fact that it's going to be twelve different individual events that take place. Uh, you know, it, I guess to me it kind of has like a NASCAR sort of vibe to it where you have these races that take place over several months, and you know you build your way up the leaderboards. And that you have to use NASCAR. I couldn't think of another sport that worked quite like that. Okay. That's and uh, but uh, sorry, sport because it's car driving. Um, <laughs> Circle NASCAR. Oh, damn. Na NASCAR's dumb. Uh, and <laughs> oh. I'm a pro wrestling fan. I think NASCAR's dumb. <laughs> Cut his mic. Cut his mic. So, uh, but you know, like. The, the thing is, is the, the way NASCAR is structured was always interesting to me because I do think that if you can have have some success from a few people and stretch it out over 12 events, you could actually build some stars out of it. And that's that's what every eSport actually needs is to create people that people want to watch opposed to just watching the game. That's yeah. how yep. people are going to, your players are going to get elevated and the, the eSport is going to get elevated. So uh, hopefully, I, you know, one of all things are said and done. Maybe we'll we'll actually see some some new really prominent players come forward, and I, I think it's actually gonna be a cool thing to follow. So yeah, and, and again, I barely played Apex Legends, but I like I just like the format that they're coming forward with this. The thing that, the thing that I find interesting with Apex, it's fast. It's faster, right? It, it's a fast paced game where Fortnite can get you can get in those lulls that are kind of just get mats and get get resources and 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 just prepare for the final battle mats are materials if you're not hip to the fortnite yeah, lingo yeah where here in apex it's just it's just fight right it's just fight survive fight and so you can get into some really high high level competitive streams and enjoy watching even if you're not like you know, like I'm not good at Apex. Like I, I used to be decent, and then I took so much time off that I tried to go back just recently, and I am terrible. But I could still watch a stream and be like, man, this is fun because it's the, the, it's just the action. It's the, a good shooter. The constant action is just a lot of fun to watch. So, yeah. Legit, when I played Fortnite with you a couple weeks ago, you're like, yeah, I'm over here getting mats. I was like, what is a mat? And I go over there, like, I thought there was, like, like those traps you can lay down. I yeah. thought you were, like, getting those. Yeah, yeah. And I go over, and you're just, like, swinging your axe around at trees and stuff. I was like, oh, that's materials. Yeah. Okay, I'm hip. I'm with it now. Yeah, you're with it now. I'm with. I'm with the, I'm <laughs> for the children. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, again, chime in in the Discord. Let us know what you think about Apex and their new esports tournament that's uh, that's coming up here. I think it's uh, it, it brings a whole nother layer to keeping people playing this game. You know, I know there's people in our stream right now, like Stevo, who is a high high competitive player of Apex. I think you would argue arguably say it's his best game that he plays as far as competitive level. This is something that he's excited about now. For sure. You know, so it's something that, like, even if you're not top 10, even if you're not number one, like, wouldn't it be cool if you went to into an event and you broke the top 100 and you still brought home a couple hundred bucks? You could literally say, yeah, uh, over the weekend I played the game that I play every weekend. I actually made money doing it, and I was top 100 in, you know, in the tournament. Like, that's super cool. That's not something you could – and you do it right from your house. 
You know, back in the day when it was Halo or it was whatever, like you had to go to some weird little hotel. You had to spend the whole weekend in the hotel with a bunch of, you know, sweaty nerds. And, 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 and I mean, we've done these events. It's, it's, it's awkward. It's weird. And so there's some people that like are good at the game that aren't comfortable with that environment. So they'll ne- they won't go to that event. That, so they don't get the chance. And here they do. You know, and then once they get some confidence because they're doing well, that drives them to maybe getting an appearance at a physical event, and then they then look at that a, a new a new streamer a new pro gamer is born. Um, we do have a question in the chat here on mixer.com slash gamesmedia. It's from Chop Snyder. He says, "Do you think that tournaments like this are making it hard to be a relevant sh- making it hard to be a relevant shooter? Like companies feel they have to build to something like this to stay current." I think so. I think the competitive world has changed because of Battle Royale, period. Battle Royale changed the game. You know, you, you look at what, like, I know Call of Duty is still successful, and this current Call of Duty is the most successful Call of Duty ever. I think the only reason they can claim that is because of the crossplay that they decided to have ready at launch, and it has done wonders for them, with PC being involved. But they're like the one. Right. And so you can you can you can get away with that when you when there's when you're the one. You're the one just different shooter out there. Everybody else is trying to cater to this new world. And I think you've even watched the Overwatch League suffer a bit as this as this new um, battle royale scene has entered its way into, you know, into the gaming world. Um, And so a lot of a lot of companies are trying to figure out, hey, how can I make my game relevant for the next five years? Instead of that Call of Duty business model of, hey, here's a new game every year, they want to make Apex seasonal. They want Fortnite to be seasonal. They want, you know, all these things to evolve over time constantly. You can log into Fortnite today, right, with, with what's going on with the, winter, with the winter event. You can log in today, and there's a gun that's special today, and then there's a gun that's special tomorrow. You know, and so, like, it evolves. It's, it's alive. It's organic, and it evolves. And because of it, it keeps players interacting they want to know how you know the meta changes constantly where they're not waiting on oh a whole new game with a whole new set of maps and how it's going to change things and oh it ruined it because now now the game's all campy like no it's it's similar to how league of legends has shifted things and you've watched where like certain champions become relevant or other ones disappear from the meta and even styles right like it was just a year ago in league of legends we watched the whole entire game change where the entire the each match would funnel through the mid lane and they would give all their gold to a jungler and they would build this one guy up into a juggernaut and then they would just funnel down the middle lane and that was the strategy for like three months and then it shifted where all of a sudden that wasn't that didn't work anymore because of the game just again always changing so i like i like this world because it creates it keeps games fresh in my opinion are there updates that piss me off sure like there are times where things change that don't fit my playstyle and I hate it. Or things like the Star Wars event that I loved when it first dropped, but like I'm super super happy that lightsabers are no longer in Fortnite cuz I was so tired yes. of Fortnite just being a lightsaber battle at the end of every game and if you didn't have a lightsaber it was like, well, for the most part you're you're screwed. You know, and especially if it was like a squad of four people all having sabers, you're just you're done. It was over. You might as well just put the controller down and accept your fate. So, yeah, it, there are times where it hurts games, but I think overall it has created created games to have to be at a higher level of of man. What's the word I'm looking for right now? They just need to be better. Games have to be better now, and they have to continuously improve when they realize they've made a mistake. They have to provide more yeah. as a game. Now, Chops brought up the a thought in the in the chat that I, I agree with that this is making it harder for there to be competition for maybe smaller studios who can't allocate the resources to make an ever evolving and growing game. So, we we aren't seeing as the success of stuff like, you know, Exodus and like in games that are uh, you know, maybe tier two or tier three shooters that still would have some popularity and viability uh, throughout a generation. But I feel like so much of the shooter attention is going to these you know free to play, ever evolving games. It, it makes it a little bit harder. But I sort of look at it when it comes to a 
PvP competitive standpoint, it the cream will rise to the top. Those those games that aren't as polished or don't have the resources behind them, they, they won't be there. But especially in shooters, right? Like I yeah. I, I kind of look at my history of shooters and I go, I've always I've always tried to, not tried. I've always ended up with the Halos, or you know, or the Call of Duty, or or whatever whatever. The, you know, and you think about that, that was has always been the AAA shooter like how often do you like did you venture off like the, the game i can think of is time splitters which was still i think an ea game but like you think of like these like the odd off shooters that you were like oh man i love this game like it was one of the best shooters ever but like at the time you know like yeah there was the era of like socom time splitters tribes um unreal Dude, tribes uh, yeah, all, all these different <laughs> shooters right but in the end it was still was like you know there was still like the dominant like unreal tournament mm-hmm. uh quake um you know you had you still had your shooters that were shoot that were that were the top tier yeah i, I mean your smaller groups might not have the success kind of like lawbreakers failed right lawbreakers which was uh cliff uh cliffy b's like attempt at trying to trying to bring something around didn't have the funding didn't have the support failed out really quick but i mean warframe seems to be doing okay and uh, you know you can look at that as originally when it first came out was primarily a shooter uh and it has evolved and evolved to give more content because i think of the situation where it needed to be more than just a competitive shooter. And so, um, you know, games like Destiny, Bungie has created a competitive scene, but they also uh, they also provide hybrid mix of PvE and, and all that type of stuff. Where Fortnite, it's just it's just competition. Apex is straight up competition. There's nothing other than that. And even Overwatch is starting to look in that fact with what we've seen with Overwatch 2, where yes, we're going to have competition, but we're also going to add value to this game because I think we need to with PVE, PVE storytelling, things like that, that is different than your Battle Royale competitive scene. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's end it there. This was our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Visit GameZillaMedia.com where you can read the blogs. You can check out the YouTube videos. You can see all the other podcasts, and you can just you know get, get all of the GameZilla content that you need on a weekly basis. But uh, right now, it's time for the Zilla update. Yeah. Yeah. So, that I, I'm assuming we're going to let you just kind of take the tail end of this, right? we, we got to let you save yours. Yeah, yeah. Save, yeah. My, save yeah. mine. Mine's yeah. This is it may, it may never happen again. So Ooh, it may never? Yeah. That's a that's a safe bet. <laughs> it's a real safe bet. Yeah. I, I, okay, so my mine's pretty quick. My gaming moment probably just happened, honestly, uh, the other night. I was streaming on Mixer and uh, decided we were playing some duos. Owl Zero and I were, and... You know, had some fun, and then he had to go to bed. So I was like, I'm gonna keep going. Played a couple solos. People kind of were like, Hey, let's uh, let's do some zone wars. Like they were talking amongst themselves, kind of building up a zone wars group. I was like, Wait, you guys get in zone wars? I'll join. So I I uh, create the group. I, I get you know four people in. We start playing zone wars. But I change my stream to zone wars with followers, right? And I start having all these people start coming in, hit that follow button, and then join and start playing zone wars. That's typical. I'm used to these people coming and then never showing up again, right? But these, yeah. but this group was different. I met a bunch of people that were willing to sit there and teach at a high level because they were some of the best Fortnite players I have ever seen. I mean, they were building like pros. I, it, for all I know, maybe we were playing with a couple pros. I don't know. But they were really good. And so I was getting last place, second to last place most of the night. But I was learning so much. Like I was watching these people. I'm like, oh, I understand why he's doing this weird build, it, you know, to better protect himself when he's he doesn't have the high ground. Like I could see things happening. And then before I knew, by the end of the night, I was doing some of them. And I was like, okay, I still can't beat these guys because they're just faster than I am. But I can take this what I learned today into a match, and I know I'm better now. Like, so it was really interesting. They were really, a lot of really, you know, um, cool people that were taking the time and just, uh, you know, really um, helping not just me, others out too that were in that group. We had like 12 people at one point playing this Hmm. Zone Wars. It was a lot of fun. And so, uh, yeah, it was a good time. I wanted to thank everybody that stopped by. And I know um, 
you know i know a lot of them said we'll be back we had a really good time um it, it was just a lot of fun it was chill that's what they kept saying is like we could we could you know we could have fun we could be competitive but it was at the same time it was chill and i was like cool that's all i wanted that's, it's not, that's it's not a bad way to spend yeah. your evening yeah so it was a good time player one miggy Oh, look at us. If you're watching us on Mixer, it's quite not. it's quite the fest of us here in the studio as we now have a fireplace we just installed. Grim said earlier, big things are coming here in the Games of the uh, Media thing, Studio. We just installed thing. this dope fireplace. Yeah. It's festive in here, and I got some grievances to air with you guys later. Oh, boy. I brought the Festivus pole and everything in, and uh, Miggy, I am ready to take you on a feat of strength as well. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. okay. Wow. okay. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I don't know, as far from my gaming update, I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing really too hot. I mean, uh, uh, Owl and I got back into, uh, Minecraft. Um, I've been enjoying it. I think I've been enjoying it a little more than actually. Yeah. Yeah. This was a big moment. Um, been enjoying it a little more than I did last time we got into it. Um, the cool thing about it is our first night diving back into it, we were streaming it and there was this. There was just a raider in our village. Like, uh, is that like an NPC sort of thing? Yeah, okay. yeah. And if you guys don't know, if you guys haven't aren't part of the community or haven't been in a a, a like a creative situation with Owl, he is like the Rain Man of 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 building. <laughs> I mean, just get out of his way. He'll say, you know, what? okay, okay. Here's, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna build this. We're gonna do this, this, that, and this, and the other. And then it turns in for we're gonna do this to he's gonna do this. Mm -hmm. So. I just sit back and watch him work. I say, hey, let me know what you need. I'll, I'll, I'll get you what you need. I'll stay out of your way. So basically, he set this village up so well that the game thinks it's a real village that the game created. So now it drops raiders in there. And when you attack the raiders, if there's one of them carrying a banner, you've triggered a raid. So like once you kill, he's got like a banner on his back. There, there's raids in yes. Minecraft? Man, I know NPC nothing about raids. Minecraft. So this they, is insane. The game has come a long way. There's NPC raids. So when we come out, he was like, oh man. He was like, I'm like, what? And he was like, there's, we've got raiders in our village. So I'm like, okay, let's kill them. So when we kill them, he's like, all right, we got to go. And I'm like, why? We, we took care of the raiders. He's like, um, he like, yeah, this could possibly be a raid. So I'm like, I had no idea what that meant. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go dig this up, plant these trees, you know, do this and do that. And then he comes back out and all you hear is a <laughs> and I'm like what is that the big the big HP bar came on the top of the screen I'm like what's going on what's going on he's like uh, it's a raid I'm like what does that mean and next thing you know you see these raiders coming in from like every which way like crossbows swords and it lasted five rounds and we had to hunt through the through the jungle in our town area trying to find these raiders so as you take down one it progressively gets harder and harder so we had raiders with enchanted axes um, witches warlocks we had giant bulls coming coming at us so after that it was a long and tedious battle like we died a few good times and we had to hurry and get back to our stuff before it replenished I mean, before it uh, disappeared so like after that i said i was like you know what this isn't going to happen again so i'm going to build a wall and it's going to be huge and it's going to go all the way around our village mm -hmm. and they're not going to get back in we're going to keep the raiders out sounds tremendous yeah yeah it was tremendous it was huge so so I build the wall. I, I first I take all the dirt and I'm building the wall around the outside of the village to do a I guess a um, a guide to where Owl is uh, is going to go back and tear it down and make something creative. So I'm like I'm just going to build this dirt wall, and that's going to be you know how it's going to be. And then whenever we get to it, we can stream and rebuild it. So I go through the whole trouble of building this dirt wall template around the entire village. And the raider gets back in it. <laughs> Man, raider ain't there to play. <laughs> and it was a raider with the banner. And if you kill that raider... You're gonna get raided, so <laughs> leave him. It's his city now, man. Yeah, basically. So I was like, you know what? Forget this. So I open up the gate, lure him out, and then I circle around him, close the gate, so he's stranded outside our village somewhere, just lurking and giving us a death stare. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun getting back into that. I've been streaming that, and I've been um, I turn off the game music and I put on my own music. And uh, anybody that knows me knows I'm just getting into like the whole lo-fi thing, and it fits perfectly. So after a long day, long week of work sit down and play that, then Owl jumps in. He and I chat. We don't over chat, but we chat just the right amount. And you hear that music playing in the background. It's a lot of fun. So um yeah, feel free to come join in on us, you know, ask questions or whatever. But that that was a it's a good gaming moment of the week. 
that's the first time you've ever told me anything about Minecraft where I thought to myself, that actually sounds like a game more than a bunch of people playing building blocks together. <laughs> like I was like, oh, that sounds like there was an objective and you tried to achieve it. So yeah, and they've got some more updates coming up. Like yeah. um, they added, I mean, it's not exciting, but they added bump, they added bees to it and honey blocks. Where's the honey blocks? It's not exciting. You're right. It's not. It's not. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, there's bees now. <laughs> but what they are doing is they're they're actually updating the Nether with which is basically hell. So wow. they're adding biomes to hell. They're adding new mobs and stuff in there. It's, it's going to become more hazardous, but it's going to be more Can room. you build in, in hell? You can. You can build in hell. You can have a summer home in hell. There's like I don't think there's any water or anything, but there is ways to survive in hell now. Like If you want to just live completely in there, you can do that. I think that's coming first quarter of next year. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of edgelords living down there. Like, <laughs> yeah, look at my Minecraft castle in hell. <laughs> my mom doesn't let me play it anymore. <laughs> well, we all thought that we had an amazing gaming moment of the week. And then, uh, you know what? That I just had to come oh. and for once show us up hardcore. I swooped in and just flexed my prowess. I I don't even think you need to give yourself the Wii music. I think you, I think you need some like hype music. All like right. A, all, right. all right. Let me give myself the yeah. old the old uh, Street Fighter track. Yep. Yep. It's been a while. I have been playing the PlayStation platform with trophies enabled <laughs> since roughly 2012-ish, 2013. We'll call it 2013 because, I, yeah, we're going to call it that. And something has always eluded me due to my own personal apathy and lack of interest of achieving this, and I thwarted my own apathy as a game reached into my very soul and became an extension of my my being. I, earlier today, before the show, got my very first Platinum Trophy Woo! on PlayStation 4. I got a plat for Jurassic World Evolution. No one should be surprised because we know I'm, oh, I'm oh. into that game. I think I put about 60 hours into it to get the plat. 60 hours platinum trophy yeah. man you are like man I'm, I'm impressed yeah I mean most of the tr most of the trophies were just things you did playing the game there was a few like at the end I was like all right I have to jump my Jeep and get five seconds of airtime within a 20 second period so I built like a couple jumps and I went and did that then it was like okay take a picture of these two dinosaurs fighting take a picture of a uh, herbivore trampling people you know like things like that I was like oh, oh so you're a murderer now. yeah yeah oh yeah like oh. release an indominus oh. rex and let it eat people like okay i'll and take a picture like okay i'll do it so oh geez. and you and you document it yeah there's there's ton, there's tons of pictures of me this letting is, dinosaurs on the tainted, tainted dinosaur trophy. fight club part of it's you know basically have a dinosaur fight club let the dinosaurs fight to the death and wow. photograph it yeah it's dark stuff um, but yeah, I've, I've actually gone through and five-starred all the islands, which was something you need to do. You have to uh, increase all of your reputation with the three branches of the company on every island to 100%. Uh, so just really like going completionist on the game, and, and I did. It felt really good. And then I... Uh I opened up a whole new can, can of worms because I found out there's a challenge mode that's like a, like a speedrun thing built into the game. Then I'm like, oh, I started playing that before I came over here. And what has that made you think about doing? That might be fun to stream. Stream oh. on Mixer. Man, beep, 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 beep. Actually, just on Twitch because I uh, my PlayStation just hooks into Twitch. Ooh. I'm not like setting up a computer or any of that. I tried Man. that once and I was like, this isn't fun. This Man. is too much work. But you stream it here. Maybe. Probably not. Maybe. Well, it, 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 it's now more possible than it possibly ever could have been before uh, to have me playing some Jurassic World here on the GameZilla channel. It could happen. It so, could happen. Uh, I don't it just it it actually just felt like a big accomplishment because I had never got a, it was always a thing like I don't have any platinum trophies because I never could dive into a game and commit enough to actually follow through on that. Chop so. is live on Mixer.com slash GameZilla Media letting you know he is very proud of your dino murder. Yeah, my voyeurism yeah. on dino murder, me yeah. watching the dinos well, yeah, yeah, yeah. murder each yeah. other. Yeah. Well, and, we all expect that from you, though. Well, that's true, but here, here's something big. It's the holidays, which means 
all of not the most recent, but all the older DLC packs are like half off. You're ready. So like ready. the secrets of Doctor Wu, the secret experiments of Doctor Wu, I can do that. You're Claire's ready. Sanctuary Island, I can do that. <laughs> look, look how pumped he's getting. Man, they're they're, they're like eight, up. eight bucks instead of fifteen. Like uh, it's, it's speaking to me. So yeah, I'll probably I'll probably grab a couple of those DLCs and and uh, work through. You get more trophies in the DLC and yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's our Gaming Moments of the Week. We want to hear your Gaming Moments of the Week, and you can do that right in the Discord. Come hang out with us every day, and let's uh, let's talk about what you're gaming, find groups to game with, uh, talk talk news, whatever it is revolving around gaming and other nerdy things, movies, TV, whatever. It's all there at gameslimity.com in our Discord. All right. Why don't you uh, tell these fine people... Who we'd like to thank one last time. We want to thank all of our supporters on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Games of the Media is where you can go to become a patron. And uh, we would appreciate it immensely. Yeah. And then once again, visit our website, GamesLamedia.com. That is where you can listen to all the podcasts and get all the other content that we make every week. Uh, and then, of course, go support our stream team. You got people like Player One Miggy, Owl Zero, Matrix on Stage, Craig WK, Spidey2KX, all these frustrated Canadian. They just it just keeps going. It just keeps going. Make sure that you're supporting them. You can find all their links and everything that's going on on the website or again right in the Discord you can find them in their own uh, specific channels. So <sighs> one last important thing to plug. Yeah. If you have Xbox Gold Jurassic World Evolution is free right now with That's Games with it. Gold. You need to go download it. So, and if you need any help with the game, you know where to get me in the Discord. Oh, right. that I am clearly Pro. a sensei. Pro. I am a master. Number a one teacher. in the world. <laughs> I'm number one Jurassic World Evolution player in the world. That's right. All right, everybody. Thank you for hanging out on episode 292 of the Games Little Podcast. We will be back next week. And until then, uh, just remember, we are your free elite DLC for all your gaming news. Until next time, game, game on. on. Merry Christmas.